All right. Hey, green team. How's it going today? Um, there's a little election going on today and uh, we've got our, our teams have been doing all kinds of phone calling and texting and we've got some of our folks out there working as poll watchers and have written postcards. And, you know, it's election season now, not just an election day. Um, so if you haven't voted, get out there and vote. Um, but if you have and you just want to think about how can I actually take action and make a difference, then you're in the right place because today I'm so happy to be introducing you or maybe you already know Derek because I have the opportunity to talk with him now and again. Um, so Derek Mugisha is uh, joining us from Uganda today and we're going to be talking about biodiversity habitat and how you can work together and get support for your projects. So um, good evening to you, Derek. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, how's how's your, is it morning that side? Uh, yeah. It's always it morning is. that side, yeah. <laughs> so it's evening here. It's, uh, it's an amazing season, challenging. Still COVID goes on and it comes with all the challenges. But yeah, we, we're happy to progress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that mother nature is just, you know, I went and took a hike yesterday and she's just doing what she does. You know, the, the rivers are flowing and the trees are there and growing and providing oxygen and they're not on lockdown. Um, and they're, you know, providing everything that they do for us 24 seven. And there's, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be grateful for, for sure. All right. Um, so Derek, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? You're into so many different things. I would be afraid that I would forget some of the main things, but do you want to start with just kind of a quick intro before we dive into talking about biodiversity? Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Derek Mogisha, country Uganda. Uh, work. Um, I do my work with Earth Day network africa i'm so i'm i'm part of the regional team that is driving the africa program as a regional director and uh, i also do you know some work with uh, the uganda youth biodiversity network uh, it's a it's a youth-based institution that engages young people in the united nations convention of biological diversity so that i'm working as the you know national coordinator coordinating young people east west north south so it's uh it's 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 a very big opportunity uh, that the young people can be part of uh, decision making processes, uh, both local and international. So that's that, that's where we do our work with uh, with the UN Biodiversity uh, part of the convention and seeing that all parties, all countries that signed on to you know on that convention can really continue committing, taking action, uh, availing resources, and seeing that we can take biodiversity back to the path of, you know, restoration, and at least by 2050. But what, what we are seeing in the new strategic plan shows, yeah, we, we, we can really have that planet if, if we just commit to taking action. So, Derek, before we talk about that, how did you get into this? I mean, you're, you're a young guy. You could have been doing anything pretty much in the world. Um, how did you get into this field? Um, you know, um, 
it's always about inspiration. Uh, I started my work when I was at as, as at campus. You know, there's a lot of fears that go around there. More so when you don't know how you're going to get uh, employment, or you know, when you study all these concepts and confuse you, and also asking yourself, do they also confuse someone that has never been to a science class, someone that has never been to an environment class? And then I felt like there was need uh, to see that we can start having the actions do by ourselves. So through my work there, I founded Fika with uh, a team of four others, and then uh, you know we started doing our actions at university. And seeing that uh, through those actions, then I was selected to be among, you know, the only lucky 50 out of over 10,000 applications that, uh, you know, came to be part of the, the the GYBN Africa workshop. And then I was one of the Ugandan. Actually, I was only Ugandan. Other countries had around two. I was only one. But then I was like, I think this is an opportunity to see that uh, I need to get other young people on board uh, the, to see that they can also participate in in this kind of conversation. So I started my work there. Uh, then part of the next steps as asked to set up a national chapter that is going on well. We have, you know, over 300 members, uh, young people and over 20 youth organizations that go in there. So as well through that kind of work, I then got lucky, be employed uh, at Earth Day Network. It has over 50 years of existence. So that's really an amazing. And then uh, to see that, I'm one of those young people, the nine that were selected to also work at Earth Day from Africa. At that very age, no much experience. I just commit myself to see that I need to see myself on the table because no one really gives you the chance to be on the table if you do not uh, commit yourself to say, hey, I also need to be part of this and this is what I'm doing. How can we work together? How can we further continue having engagements? And that's how I get you know, get, get all these opportunities, be part of all these forums. And they're quite amazing forums. Every time I'm invited to speak, I'm always happy to share. And I'm always to do this, you know, it's part of me. It's, 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 now, <laughs> yeah. it's now me, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, what you're saying is that you, you, kept, you keep putting yourself out there and... Okay. You know, you you have to believe in yourself first before and again, you have to show somebody up. else can believe in you. Mm, you have to show up because if you don't show people that you are really interested, they will not know you're interested. If you don't put your work out there, if you're not using social media for the social good, uh, if you're just seated doing your work quietly and then you don't share out uh, in forums, networking with other networks, joining other youth groups or community groups or, you know, volunteering, you want to know how the best thing that's why i say volunteer show up take action expand go on and right. that's why the world is here that's why we are here we just want to see others progress and then we are leaving that kind of legacy and yeah and i i think that's the thing is that um you know a lot of us were more pointed towards uh be a good student uh mm. get a degree get a job but really it's that it's that community weaving, the community building part that that really is showing you being showing you the opportunities where you can really lead the way rather than being led. So before we get into too much of that, so will you tell us a little bit about what what do people need to know about what's going on with biodiversity? Um, you mentioned some recent reports. Um, where where should people really start to figure out what the heck is going on with biodiversity right now and what are the recommendations? 
Yeah, so the first step, um, we have uh, we have a UN body that is responsible for you know biodiversity. Uh, we have a convention that so many countries uh, committed to or signed on around 1980s, and this is something that you know it showed countries that they were interested in biodiversity. So if you go to the website unbiodiversity.org, you find that it will show you what's happening in the world of biodiversity. You know, conversations, conferences, workshops, uh, activities, commitments. You know, countries. Uh, the, what are they doing? The next steps. There's something called the National Biodiversity Strategy and Action Plan, the NBSAPS, and that's where countries always, re, you know, report on their actions or things they're going to work on. And you find that it's the same. Uh, all countries have to come up with an NBSAP. In Uganda, we have now NBSAP two, and that's where our country always says, "Hey, we're going to do this for biodiversity to take it back to the path of recovery," and also other countries as well. So when you look at all recent reports uh, by the international, you know, IPBS and also, you know, from WWF, uh, you know, Living Nature Index. It always tells you what what's the current state of biodiversity globally. And uh, if you remember the report that came out uh, last year showed 100 million species are getting extinct. And that's, you know, by this year. That's really alarming because we, how many species do we have anyway? So... 100 million species, that's a big, big, big loss for this planet. And also seeing that the recent report says 68% of, you know, global wildlife population uh, has disappeared. 68%. That means we are left with only a portion, the remainder of the 68% to 100. So that shows uh, really there's amazing bit to say. But there's someone who, who's asking themselves what biodiversity is. I'm sure there's someone who wants to know what biodiversity is at this kind of point. And you find that I would define biodiversity as, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the the species that we have, uh, their numbers, uh, their, you know, their different types, uh, the habitats where they stay, and, and to see that this genetic, you know, uh, the, the genetic composition of these species. And you find that if you put all those together, you're getting something called biodiversity. You know, bio means life, and then diversity means, you know, the, the, the different types of species, the, the difference in everything that we do, because we're all different, including human beings. And every time we are discussing biodiversity, looks like human beings uh, take themselves out. They believe you're talking about the birds, you know, the wildlife, uh, the, li the lions and everything, the lakes and rivers. And they, they, don't for they forget that human beings are part of biodiversity because you're also from... Uh, you know, different regions. We are, uh, you know, we are different in terms of characters where we stay. I'm sure you're where you are in Africa and th that kind of diversity in us. And you find that we are also male and female. And you find that even animals, wildlife, are also male and female. And what we're trying to say is, can we have a world where people live in harmony with nature and where we can have, you know, I always give an example streets of uh, our road called Kampara Road. Uh, imagine if we had uh, the elephant moving around the street. I'm also moving around the street. And we see this big man standing and he's enjoying his you know, trees and moving around. And I'm also enjoying my, 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 my walk going around. And that's the kind of world. Even the Bible talks about biodiversity. By the way, during creation, God created all these creatures, so many beautiful creatures, the butterflies, the birds. I remember that sort of the Noah's Ark, where they were moving to the Ark. It was quite amazing. That's the beauty of nature. 
it's it's not going to be us only reading about these things in the Bible. We should be living with these species. <laughs> we should be seeing and happy to find them where they are. They're happy. We should not just you know trade them for the sake of us making money. Right. How about uh, how about my grandkids? What will they see? If I tell them it's an elephant in the book, they say I've never seen an elephant, and I'll tell them there is nowhere to see an elephant. How will they feel? How will they feel when you tell them we once had forests of different types? We had mahogany trees. We had, you know, name it. The different, so many types of tree species. And then we're just saying them. We once had them. Of course, the first question will be, what happened? And so, where were you? Yeah, yeah where were exactly. you? Exactly. So, okay. So this is perfect. So this brings us to that question. So uh-huh. um, what, what can people do? What do you recommend? Uh, you know, there's this biodiversity loss. I think that leaves people mm-hmm. very heartbroken, you know, to know, think about rhinos and elephants and different insect species and tree species dying off. Mm-hmm. So how can we turn that around? What can people actually, what can people actually do? I think the first step to action should be you appreciating the value of nature. Because if you do not appreciate, that means you won't really conserve or protect or do anything. I think the first step should be uh, you accepting that there are a lot of things we benefit from nature. Because it's true, we benefit, uh, all our livelihoods actually benefit some point on nature. Everything, because you want to breathe, you want to have some clean water today, you know, you want to have some good food, some nutritious food, some food that contributes to your body. That's also biodiversity. We have so many food species out there. So the first step is for you to appreciate the fact that biodiversity is us it's around us and it benefits us every day every minute every second that's the first step to doing action acceptancy the debate always comes on biodiversity climate and people say hey how can i i mean to climate advocacy how can i click myself also to biodiversity it's the same you reduce your, your greenhouse gas emissions you're contributing to the biodiversity the species will breathe because when it's too hot also they'll be affected by the heat. Not only you being, you know, seeing all these things, flooding also kills so many out there, you know, all these extreme weather events also affect them. So the first thing is we are in this thing together. So so what are the things to do? There's a document that has 52 tips towards biodiversity conservation. There are so many as that. So I'm just going to be brief on all of them. There are 52, you know, quite very many. The first where, step, where is that? Where is that document? What document? Uh, yeah, so you can check this document at ec.europa.eu. It's a EU, EU document that you know the biodiversity team put down together. Okay. Uh, so it's called Fifty Two Tips to Biodiversity. You can just Google it. It will come. It has all all these marvelous tips uh, that we can do on a daily. And uh, but of course, I know there are those that are doing the challenge. I don't know if there are those that are doing some challenges related to biodiversity. But briefly, I will just go through all these tips just to share some slides. Maybe not all of them. Yeah, I can just, (laughs) you know, I can just be so fast. Right. I I think that, um, you know, we want to make sure that we talk about that we do have people that are working on Mm -hmm. tree planting projects. And Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe just give us, if if someone was to start a team in their community, how about let's just give three examples i'll post the the link to that document what are three examples that a team could do that would really help with biodiversity 
So if uh, at least I'm told, Derek, you get a team of five, um, you're addressing a cause called by diversity loss. Um, first things, some people are into tree species, trying to revive them, trying to con- you know conserve them and have them stay on this planet. So that because actually they contribute differently as well. There are those that uh, absorb carbon on a faster rate, and there are those that store a lot of carbon. And there's so you know if you look at a mahogany tree and you're looking at the ca- the carbon content that it stores, it's amazing. So how many are you planting trees, and which type of trees are you planting? Most people are now planting trees uh, that are only for commercial use are not really looking at, uh, you know, the grease, absorbing the greenhouse gas emissions. And then those species, because they take long, like 20 years, a tree. So what really happens? If you started planting a tree, if you are young, uh, by 20 years, uh, you would have had this tree by yourself and it's grown, it has all these branches. You can do quite amazing things with that tree. So I'm not only saying they cannot do, um, you know, the commerce with the trees, but it matters which type of trees you're actually planting. Okay, that's the other one is yeah, that's perfect. So tree planting and tree planting, mm-hmm. not just for commerce, but thinking about carbon sequestration and wildlife mm-hmm. habitat as a, mm-hmm. as something to promote and the biodiversity of the tree species. Okay, excellent. that is trees. All right. Now okay, we have two. also fish. So we have fish. How about you set up a pond? A fish pond and you're going to harvest and you're going to put in place all these fish species in one place you're going to look after them first there are those who are going to talk about economics africa is a poor you know it's a poor continent we are broke we are everything but imagine you have this fish pond first it's putting together all these fish you know species all together that's biodiversity already and then the more they are the more you continue having them in plenty you can even sell off a few because the pond could be full with all these fish and you have nowhere to take mm-hmm. the rest. So you can sell off, but then you're conserving the others. So also having a fish pond is a project of its own. How many fish ponds can we have in a community? Look at an acre. How many can you put down there? That's, on, uh, that's another idea, another venture. It's another... Like it's, you're talking about like, it's like farming or or yeah. ranching fish farming. right fish mm-hmm. farming or ranching but with a biodiversity perspective and with a yes. rest- restoration okay all right uh-huh. that's good all right what's the, the third story? one mm-hmm. i'll talk about urban gardens or you know i'm sure you want to test a vegetable right now you want to have some something green that's going to contribute <laughs> to your body you, you want to have you know fruits around you each and every second you want to be you know having a bite on a mango and or you know having some oranges having some Name all the fruits you want to have. You want to have all these, you know. So having an urban garden, something simple around you. I'm sure there's someone doing an urban garden in the challenge. I know someone who's yeah. really close to me. Yeah. And uh, imagine how she's doing that amazing. It's having she, she's having sukuma wiki and other, you know, you know, other vegetables around her. So having that urban garden, not necessarily having a big, 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 big land, but also having the simple urban garden. You having your simple fruits. Maybe you're you know staying in an urban region on your rooftop. Your windows are, you know, have those, you know, plants, crops around you, your backyard, you know, yeah, your parking we, yard, we your compound. So, yeah, we have, we have so space many around our homes. <laughs> we have so yeah. many challengers that are not just doing it themselves, but they're doing it as a team. And mm-hmm. so one person in Bangladesh, Debsri, or she's in mm-hmm. the US, she has connections in Bangladesh and other countries. They're all just, I think they have 11 members now. The things that come through their kitchen, they're seeing if there's any seeds or anything they can regrow. 
And so they, mm -hmm. they're all doing this regrowing from kitchen scrap. So that thing of going as a team, so taking that idea and not just you doing it, but multiply. Mm -hmm. but now they've got 11 people doing it. They have best practices they can teach others. And what is their goal really like? Explode. Yeah, like how is their goal like? Because uh, first thing, if you're in a team, you should have a goal. Like you can say, uh, Derek and the friends, the three of them, want to have 100 urban gardens around uh, a particular district or a state. And then you're going to put your heads together to start looking for resources. You're going to start putting together, you know, because there's, the, there's a step of planning where you guys have to plan your, your activities, things you want to do, you know, strategizing, vision, you know, having those missions together, things that you're all putting down together. Like, as a team, of course, you should have a vision. Where is this thing taking you over in the next 50 years? But again, you have to look at those things you're going to achieve tomorrow, next week, next month, uh, next year, yeah. uh, five years, and then by okay. 50 years where your vision is, you have quite achieved something. So I the simple agree. steps. Yeah. Okay, the so, simple steps. so the planning, so this is all great. And mm -hmm. that's part of what people are doing in the challenge is they're using the climate action challenge book and workbook to define their, their personal vision and then their team's mission and, you know, working on, developing a list of 100 partners and learning from 10 exemplary models and coming up with the team profile. So the the thing that we're getting, the question that we're getting a lot, um, Derek, is that, you know, there's, there's really different ways of going about it if you're in the U.S. or if you're in Africa. Mm -hmm. Like in the U.S., people can start a GoFundMe campaign, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. not something that, that's not, eligible if you're from an african country you're not eligible for that so people are wondering okay i just need to we need to raise 500 dollars so we can get phones and computers so we can document and get our stuff organized or you know or maybe we've been doing a little bit and yeah. now we want to go to that next level so what what do you recommend for people let's take some of we have about 10 different challengers in africa in we've got zambia uganda nigeria um, a few others kenya where people have these goals as you said like mm -hmm. okay i want to start a tree nursery and get six thousand trees or uh or uh jeffrey in kenya is like i want to plant a million trees and He's been planting like 6,000 trees a week, so he might get wow. there. Um, but, you know, how how do people get to that next level after they've been doing what they can on their own from their own pocket money in their own community? What do you see is the kind of mistakes people make? What could they be doing different to take it to that next level and get more uh, more support? I think I'll start with the mistakes because whenever we start from the good things, people forget the bad things that you know, they're doing. <laughs> right. So I'll start from the mistakes people are doing. Um, so many people have uh, projects, you have initiatives, you have all these sort of things you're doing, amazing ventures out there. You have all these plans they have put down together. But now coming to the fundraising and resource-based uh, discussion, you find that what we are not doing is we are not engaging stakeholders. Uh, you you want to set up an urban garden, but then you have not talked to prospect partners already on the list. You have this list that you've put down together of 100 partners, but then you have not gone ahead to see or write them a letter of interest. 
uh, and then you're expecting, hey, I'm going to find support on internet, just, you know, I'll find a site, I'll apply. And at times when you apply, we get uh, we, we get issues like, hey, we are sorry, we, we regret, we, we do all these things. But I mean, the, first, the first thing should be engage that prospect partner you have, you're prospecting to be a colleague or a friend or engage that institution to be part of the partners already. Ask them for support. Ask them for no first you can engage them in knowledge or you know brainstorming. Say have this kind of engagement. But if I do this and this, do you think it's something that's going to work? Um, you know, make them part of the solution best. Don't only be beggars, you know, of resources, of money, of tools. The more you engage them and tell them, you the more you report a need and you're like, I think I need these tools to dig, like I need to have more holes uh to dig around or you know, do amazing things you're doing. They'll be attached. First thing I'm, I'm saying is make sure you attach yourself to the cause. But also attach support or prospect partners to the cause. If you tell me, Derek, I have an urban garden I'm starting up and I need these tools uh, to do these things. And I've been part of how you, all your steps you're starting on planning. I was like, Derek, I think I'm planning to do this. Derek, I think I've started doing this thing. And I think now I, have, uh, I had some little resources to do this. I'd also be happy to invest. If I had even the investments we have are people that live with us, your sisters, your brothers, your your uncles, your relatives, all those people are part of the investments. That's why the first support always comes from home before you engage others. So communicate with first people around you. Uh, see how they can be part of support. Ask them for simple things. Don't rush to ask for big sums of money. Ask for simple things, you know. Uh, you can get you can get some support with. But from the simple research I did about uh that those that have non-profits that are leaning or non-profits, the first step where people are getting the funding is from government institutions. Governments have some bit of funding, some fund, uh, you know, call it anything. Some some have tree funds, some have forest funds that are giving out, some have wetland funds that are giving out for people that are innovating. Then there are also individuals that are willing to support uh, the rich guys, people who have money, people who have made it, or, you know, your relatives and all those people. They have a percentage they can contribute to your project. And then we have foundations, mostly people ignore foundations, but again, foundations are the ones that are supporting international organizations. So those are also part of people that can help you. We have corporations, we have the private sector, people that are willing to support innovations that are happening. So we find that all those, uh, all those people, if you alert them, if you send them a letter of interest, if you uh, write to them inquiring if they will be happy to support that kind of uh, venture or solution that is one step towards getting us uh, the funding that we all need the resources but as well you look at the institutions that are always posting like the tree fund i've heard of the tree fund uh, organization always supporting those in terms of trees as well those in africa i don't i don't yet know if we have any platform that is supporting africans in terms of tree planting but they could be there uh, it's just a matter of you networking with your forest departments because your your national forest departments actually have those institutions that fund them or they have resources that we don't always inquire about. So that is going to get us a step. But also, how are you organized in terms of you accessing this, you know, this support or your fundraising? First thing I'll say, some people want to do a GoFundMe. That's right. There's also giving way. It has, you know, it can help you get some, some resources there if you use giving way. But um, uh, mostly they go for already established institutions. You can also check them out. But also, if you have uh, uh, a website, you can put a donate button. 
uh, for people to donate. There are other platforms where you can go for, uh, for to lean so that they can get money through them. And then you put a donate button on your website and then you're going to be publicizing your website more than you publicize everything. How, Even social how media, does, Facebook. How does, how does that work then, um, Derek? So in like in the US, I would put a PayPal button. Uh, uh-huh. Is there something, Would how would you actually set that up for, for somebody? Yeah. Is, it, is it more like you would just um, give them information about doing a bank transfer or how would you... What are the details? Like, how would somebody actually do that? Yeah, so, like, on our website, so you see that button where I said donate, and so mm-hmm. with PayPal. Others, uh, the platforms that I will, access, will accept you to put your bank details, um, like Giving Way. Giving Way gives you that chance for you to have that link. They give you a link, which you can always put out and say donate. You can also put on your website. You can put a donate button. When someone clicks, they'll go to that site where you're, your details are your, you know, and then they can be able to donate maybe $50, maybe $250 and, you know, the rest. That also works. I was also saying Facebook also has some funding for people that have chance. The countries that have that kind of support, uh, mm. Facebook gives you chance to access that funding. Mostly for those that are five, uh, is it five or one? Five or one, C? three, right. yeah. So there are those that always can access the, the funding. Mostly for media buzz, like for media, for you to get your, your initiative on our faces. And then people can, you know, they uh, click on the link you have put in your Facebook uh, uh page or you know on your twitter and it's promoted yeah so there are also those funding so people you you have to diversify your funding calls Mm -hmm. it can come in media you can get someone say hey do you have a media budget can i go on a tv and say i need some funding that's also there so someone can give you airtime just to go on a tv yeah, so you also look for the TV and media or Radio social media. Someone or something. Yeah. yeah, video. And then someone can get a glimpse upon what you're trying to say. Because I could be here, I'm seeing you posting pictures. I don't know what you're doing. I could say maybe it's for profit. You're making money out of that. And right. it's not for social good. So at times, uh, you know, make those videos, um, let them share. Okay. So mm-hmm. I that's one step. So um, last couple of questions as we're wrapping up here. Um, so you mentioned that you're part of Earth Day Africa. You're also part of the Global Youth Biodiversity Network. Um, how can people engage with those organizations? What kind of, what's the value? So I'm, you know, I'm thinking about these 10 or so different projects in Africa that are doing tree planting or urban gardening as part of the challenge. Should they join Earth Day mm-hmm. Africa somehow should they join the Global Youth Biodiversity Network and and why? Yeah, so I'll start with uh, Earth Day Africa. Uh, so Earth Day Africa has it's it's a voluntary best uh, thing. It's we 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 mostly rely on volunteers taking action. That's why Earth Day started is to activate individuals to make sure that they can take action. So so you find that most of the things we do is we empower you just to unlock you to do those actions and also seeing that when you take them out the opportunities with Earth Day Africa is we can showcase your work or if you're going to do a fundraising event or you want to do any other thing we can always showcase your work on our social media platforms on our website and maybe never know someone could be out there interested in your work maybe you can also put your your contact information there on the 
kind of blog that we always put out on our weekly newsletters that always go out. You can just give you an highlight of what kind of work you're doing. So, uh, you know, so, but mostly, you know, as they... they should they join or how how do they become part of that then because yeah, that sounds so, amazing mm -hmm. so when you go to earthday.org slash africa okay .org stroke africa slash africa right? yeah. you go to that uh that amazing website that we're trying to also add some more content there there's always something like join so when someone clicks okay. that so they become part of uh part of the network so the benefits of being part of the network is we always have like webinars where we share we can also host you on our webinar we can just you can say oh, can we have a webinar next week maybe to talk about your initiative can we have a live oh, instagram yeah. live to talk okay. about your thing and then we shall request the main page earthday.org the main uh washington because it has more followers than the africa program to retreat and then maybe someone in the US or in India or okay. in Mexico okay. is interested because how the network works, it, it has all networks around the world. Uh, it has all these partners around the world. There has to be someone who's interested or they can share okay. that's, in the that's comment perfect. section. Yeah. In the okay, comment so... section about maybe a link or a forum mm. that you can get support. That okay. works for us. Perfect. So I would encourage them to join uh, the network for okay. all those opportunities perfect and okay. then there's something called influencer program there the influencers that we work with and also the you know board members under the earth day you never know they could be want to invest in your in your, in your project there as well right. but, but but yeah but also all these amazing programs they can link you out there it's just okay, to, we perfect. want to put you guys out there okay because right. mm -hmm. yeah okay so then how about the global youth biodiversity network should they also be joining that or what is how how does that work yeah, so for the Global Youth Biodiversity Network, um, as well, you can go to the website gybn.org and you see amazing work other young people are doing if you are still young, if a youth uh, below 30 and as well. So it's, GYBN is a family of amazing young people doing all this amazing work. We have those youth that um, have research, that have done research that will help you in a research paper or they can help you with researching any other evidence or something you want to put in your initiative. Because when you're pitching out these ideas, you should be from a, a best like evidence text. You should have facts. You can just tell me, biodiversity is getting worse. And I can't see this. So <laughs> first thing, they can help you with the research. Right. Another thing is there are also other networks around the country. Uh, they have, we have so many networks. Over 200,000 members, uh, you know, most over 198 countries. There are so many, you know, youth that are part of the network. The oh. first thing I've, I've benefited of seeing that always helps, like maybe those in the challenge is uh, maybe, uh, you know, these local, like, sorry, the youth organizations always network with their governments. So mm. it's always easier for you to get a government recommendation because we have a government focal point on biodiversity and also climate. People don't know. There's always a government focal point on each program in environment. So first step is for you to get in touch with the government person. They always tell you where the resources are. They give you links. I've seen it with the climate adaptation department. They always tell you, oh, hey, there's some adaptation resources. Can you tap into this? There's a pitching, there's a hackathon. Uh -huh. So, so, so the, the Global Youth Biodiversity Network team already knows mm -hmm. who those people are. They, yeah. what those programs are 
that you could mm -hmm. be reaching out. Okay, so those are two great tips. So and they can give you recommendations as well. They can help you. Like if you're there, you're in touch with the, with the national coordinator as well. They can help you recommend somewhere. And also, there's this thing of a UN accreditation. You know, we we are the main youth constituency there in the UN. So if if you get into those processes out there, you network with other organizations. Wow. So our partner like WWF, AWF has been supporting our work in Uganda with the U U with the Uganda Youth Biodiversity Network, and they're not asking for projects. So they say, "Hey, can you help us? Uh, are there youth that are doing this?" Oh, so it's like, yeah. Hey, I okay, know like great. four of them. Yeah. So I'd be yeah. like, "Who's the network?" I think uh, like Marvin Kaji. We always put links there. Like, guys, there's this opportunity. Can you apply for it? There's this. It's like a network of young people. We at times meet physically, at times meet virtually. We share resources together. We share meals together. We share discussions together. We learn together, and right. it's like we are growing together. So it's like I will. First, I will ask them to join all these networks because okay, a network yeah a network is like someone is there another person is there we come together and share awesome. i could not be knowing something but then someone in the network could be knowing something about right. a certain thing you're looking for so, so it's the beauty this is great and you know when we did a happy hour last week with the the african tree planting initiatives and we did it on whatsapp because you know zoom doesn't always work for everybody if your internet is mm not up um but it was pretty cool because their idea was like why don't we get on the map you know why don't we somehow map all of our different projects and have an africa-wide initiative and i think what i'm hearing you saying is that that they that two of the partners they could be working with and exploring this with is earth day africa and the global youth biodiversity network because there's already there's already a lot of that network yeah for mapping for mapping it's like there's something we're coming up uh under Earth Day africa is uh, we, we have a template in case someone wants to do something wants to be highlighted we also have a map if you go to that website there's a map of actions that people have been doing globally Oh, cool. Yeah, so you go there, like, hey, there's an event here. So you can go there and network. That's one, one thing that we offer is like you can go there and say, in, in, in India or in Philippines, in where, so where can, is something Okay, happening? so that's, that's uh -huh. for anywhere. So they can be posting, yeah, because we have a lot of projects in the Philippines and elsewhere. So they can be posting their actions there to get uh -huh. visibility as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. And then we are going to profile this kind of work you're doing. Another thing we have, like we have ambassadors we're working with in this context, and we're helping to brand them out there to make them a product. Yeah. Because every time, because after has the capacity of uh, having a BBC journalist, having a CNN journalist covering a story about our work. So right. when you tap into this, and then we are showcasing you, this journalist who's going to come ahead and he's like, "Hey, can we do a story about you?" Now imagine you're in CNN and everyone globally is, is going to see your story right. of, hey, this is Chris Marvin. He's in Uganda. He's doing something on tree <laughs> planting. Uh, he, you know, as part of the forest services, something. And then someone's going to do, what are you doing? Which type of trees are you working on? Which type of support right. do you need? That's the language yeah, you need. I, I think that's, I, I'm just going to share my screen real quick to, uh, to underscore, because that's a lot of what, we're doing with the the climate action challenge so we have the impact summit that's coming up we've extended it a little bit it's december 13th to 17th and during that time you're going to get to meet all these different challengers 
And that's one of the things that we're doing now is writing up these different challenger profiles. So if you click on one, then you'll be able to see, you know, some photos, a little bit about them, what their goal is, as well as go to their Facebook page or their website and be able to, um, you know, be able to support them. And that's, that's kind of a big part of what, what we're doing as well with the climate mm -hmm. action challenge. So thank you so much, Derek, for, for spending time with us. You are a wealth of resources. And I think those tips about join Earth Day Africa, join the Global Youth Biodiversity Network, um, having that prospect list, reaching out to people and not begging, but saying, hey, this is what we're thinking about. Is this something mm -hmm. you're interested in? And kind of co-designing your initiative. So I would say, lastly, I would just say, have a fundraising plan. Because whenever you have a fundraising plan, you have a steps. Like, hey, we did a tent fundraising. We had to put a tent outside. Because now it's COVID period. People are not really outside. But the countries that are out already, you can put a simple tent outside. Or you can even go to a church. I've ever gone to a church to do fundraising, by the way. Uh, when I do a project somewhere where we have to plant 10,000 trees, I went to a church and said, guys, commit. these are your trees. <laughs> Donate 1,000 Ugandan shillings only. And this is going to sponsor a tree that we're going to plant in a certain school. People gave us money as part of the offer tree. So even churches, even right. Like, yeah. So yeah, there's so, no I think your 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 um your energy around this is and what you had said before is that there is money out there, there is support. Mm -hmm. You you know, but you it's just have to on, reach out. It's on you to do it. And and certainly like I know we I've been talking to some people that are really kind of depressed and the thing is, if you get depressed, you're not, people don't want to work with you. I'm sorry okay. to say that. Um, but, you know, Mother Nature is providing seeds at no cost and just go back to the very basics and just follow her role that there is abundance and that you, you, yeah. can, do, you mm -hmm. can do something and then you're going to feel good. And when you feel good, people want to work with you. Um, and I'm sorry. I'll give them a simple. I'll give them yeah. a simple tip. If you yeah. feel you're stressed or you feel like the kind of work you do, take some rest. Yeah. There's never, there's never been a problem with you resting because the good thing you're working in a team. Share, share the, share the challenges, share the experience. Yeah. No one is perfect. We always have someone who's got a mentor. That's why in this program there's a mentor. Someone's going to talk to you and say, okay, now if you did this and did work, and I'll try out this. It's always right. about working together. It's always about collaboration it's all about yeah. reaching out asking for support and also do asking not forget for to take a rest yeah do right. not forget to take a rest yeah because if you reach out when you're kind of feeling terrible then it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go well so yeah take care and of yourself. It, so it's always about there, having that energy as well how should people um how should people contact you or what is the best way to to connect with you what's what what would you recommend yeah so first uh i have an email address where i'm always really very active there it's mogisha derrick emmanuel at gmail.com and also you can also try my work email maybe mogisha at earthday.org it also on it works uh, I have, uh i'm always on whatsapp uh for those who are always on whatsapp first response uh my whatsapp number is at plus two five six uh, 701 74 
9162. For those on Facebook, I'm always acting on Facebook, Derek A. Mugisha. That's 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 a simple. You just send a friend request. I'm always happy to respond. I'm also on Twitter, Derek Imogisha, uh, Instagram, Derek Imogisha, LinkedIn, Derek Imogisha. Everywhere it's just about my name. Just okay. get in touch. I'm always I'm always happy to share. Okay, I'm just gonna put Derek Imogisha, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I think if people can't find you there, then Mm-hmm. then I don't know, they can just reach out and I'll, I'll connect you or something. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we had a couple comments here from people. Uh, Bigger Al-Islam is in Korea, but works in Uganda, talking about all the different bioregional aspects. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go into the details of biodiversity yeah. because, you know, it's kind of like climate change. If you hammer on how bad it is, then you know, people are going to feel pretty crappy and what we want is action. And so that's, that's kind of why we, we went right on to that. And then Susan also left a comment saying, thank you. So that was nice. All right. So we are on Patreon. Susan is one of our supporters. You can go to patreon.com slash green team Academy and become a supporter. There's a lot of costs that go into running a podcast, into running a website, into all the things that we are doing to promote the environment and share with you people like Derek that are out there doing amazing things. So as he said, don't forget to ask. And so I'm asking you to support us. You can also go to climateactionchallenge.net, hit our donate button. You can see how our PayPal works there. Become a sponsor for our impact summit. Uh, We really appreciate your support making all this happen. Um, so how's that, Derek? I'm asking, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the first, first thing. And of course, um, I also encourage people to go to those sites and really support. Uh, let's see how this initiative can have as many challenges as possible. I'm sure it's positive. It's, uh, this is something we can do. I don't know why it's, it's not really hard to protect the environment. It's easy. It's as easy as that one. Please do the activities, do the challenge, complete it. You know, engage as many people as possible. Grow it. Grow your initiative. Engage as many volunteers as possible. The always people say, how can I be part, Derek? How can I be part? Tell them how they can be part of your initiatives and yeah. they'll be happy to support. They'll be happy to commit even a single, you know, anything they want to give out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep the fire burning. Let's keep, <laughs> l- l- right. let's just get, keep get that ourselves. Energy going. Yeah. yeah, let's get the energy out there. Let's. You know, yeah, let's engage I think everyone. I think it's what you said too. I remember Dan Diaz said, "A lack of money should never prevent you from protecting the planet," and it's it's that thing. You know, if you if you start thinking of excuses, well, I don't know this. I'm not that good at this. I don't know. I'm not good at Facebook. Ask someone who's good at Facebook. Yeah, someone. it's like how do you post? Simple. <laughs> exactly right. So all uh-huh. these things are figure outable. You can make the difference. You can be the leaders that we've been that we've been waiting for if we just step up have those relationships with nature like mother earth kind of coming back to what you said and be you know be a responsible part um so all the other species will be like yes humans we love you <laughs> Rather yeah, maybe than, they kind of start. let's work together all right <laughs> okay thank you so much derek for spending time with us really appreciate it and uh everybody hope that you will register and see what all the amazing projects are that regular people are doing in our impact summit december 13th to 17th 
And thanks, Derek, and um, have a beautiful evening. Yeah, beautiful evening. Maybe my last word is, no human is limited. Uh, we can do this together. Let's just do it. Just do it. Perfect. <laughs>